Welcome, everybody, to the Westford Fantasy Football Podcast. It's week four in our fantasy league. I'm going to warn everyone right now, the guest this week is Weber, so if you want to just not listen, I'm cool with that. Uh, But before we get to Weber, we're going to jump right into the power rankings. Uh, Week three was a kind of a crazy one. Some teams that typically weren't scoring a lot of points scored big, and other teams that were didn't score that much at all. Uh, there's a lot of shakeups in the power rankings, uh, and there's a lot of disagreement from the people who voted on them. There was actually four different teams that received a first place vote. Um, but let's get to that right now. And number 12, dropping one spot from last week. Uh, he's back in the basement. Um, Devin, sorry. Uh, you scored 68 points this week. That's an all time low, not like the lowest, but, Unless your name is Weber, I think that might be the lowest. It's certainly one of the lowest, if not the lowest, in a regular season game. Uh, you benched Jordan Howard. So good news, bad news here. Uh, you could have won if you played him, but now you get him going forward. Uh, and hopefully he gives you that like burst you need to actually become competitive. He's playing Green Bay, so you're looking good. You're playing Katie. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but not a lot has gone right for you, so I'm hoping this week that your play of Carson Palmer gets you that W you've been looking for, Uh, but for now you're in the basement. Uh, Number 11, also dropping one spot this week, Tim. Tim can't catch a break. His team gets injured. Uh, He's just not scoring a lot of points. Like, he was looking good before Green Bay went into OT. Uh, D was projected to score under 100 points. And then uh, freaking Aaron Rodgers scored a quick 20 points in literally like three minutes of game. I think the outlook's looking good for Tim going forward, at least better than it has been. He's got Chris Carson this week going against Indianapolis. Uh, so I'm, I could see him doing well this week. Maybe he'll get into you know the nine or eight range next week but for now he's 11 uh number 10 a guy who basically was banished to the basement by one injury to the best player in fantasy football sweeney so you're playing d this week uh, and you're projected within four points uh but we saw what she did last week so she could be scoring way more uh you're relying on philip rivers again which hasn't been that beneficial uh, but Christian McCaffrey, because no one on the Panthers is healthy, uh, is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, so if Jordan Reed plays and Christian McCaffrey has a big game, who knows? Maybe he'll take out D. Uh, but for now, you're number 10. Number 9, uh, Stevie. Yeah, you're 2-1, but you're one of the worst 2-1 teams of all time. You've won two games by scoring fewer than 100 points. You're starting Geronimo Allison over your running back, too. So, and he got me this week. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, but right, right now, like, even if you go three and one, even if you somehow beat me, I'm, I'm not sure you're going much higher in the power rankings right now. You're just not scoring a lot of points. Uh, number eight, uh, speaking of scoring a lot of points, Trevor, you annihilated me in week three. You scored 160 points. Granted, I don't know that you can bank on the 49ers to combine for 56 points this week. You're literally the only one that's starting any 49ers. 
uh, and they don't have as good of a matchup as they did last week playing the Rams where any player can score points. Um, but what you do have is a returning Willie Sneed, and I think your team is on an upward projection, so we're going to uh, bump you up. You're number eight. Uh, moving on to number seven. This team has scored a good amount of points, and I'm surprised that she's out of the top six. But because of bad luck, she has uh, only one win. But Katie scored 366 points. Like, look at the undefeated team in our league. They've only scored 385. Um, she has a good team. But when you're one and two, it's tough to project you in the top six right now. Uh, obviously, it's early. So these one and two could easily become four and two. And that's a different story. But for now, Katie. Uh, you're number seven. So now we get to the top half of the power rankings. The teams that are currently looking like they might make the playoffs. Uh, number six, just making it over that hump, is Galligan. And you've dropped three spots. You were three last week. You had a really rough game in week three. You missed the 100-point mark. You really suffered from all the... Uh, the experts saying that this was the week that Derrick Henry was going to break out. Uh, so you missed out on a good amount of points from DeMarco Murray. And and like I said last week, I think you're going to suffer from this all year. You can't figure out which one of those running backs you should be starting. Um, Ty Montgomery is looking great. He's got a, he's got a pretty high floor considering uh, he only had 12 rush attempts last week and he's still, Put up 16 points. I think the, uh, I think I heard that the Packers are like utilizing their run game less than any team in the NFL. Maybe like, maybe there's like one other team that uses a running back less for ru- actual running. Uh, but you're at six. Uh, we'll see how you do this week against him. It's looking looking like a trap game for you, but we'll see. I'm, pro- I'm projecting you lose, but we'll see. Uh, number five, uh, this team scored 169 points last week out of nowhere. D is number five, which I think is actually, yep, she's gone up two spots from last week. Uh, you know, everyone can criticize D for not making moves, but she she's the one that went out on a limb and spent 20 bucks on Chris Thompson last week, and he just uh, got her 33 points. Uh, so... Maybe she really does know what she's doing on these pickups. She doesn't make a lot of them, but when when she does, they typically uh, pan out for her. Uh, now we get to the top four, and like I mentioned, there were four teams that received a top vote, um, and one of those teams is Marissa. She hasn't really lived up to the expectations of her team. She is 2-1, but Le'Veon Bell really hasn't done it for her, and he still continues to kind of struggle to... Uh, do what he's supposed to do. Um, but this week, you know, she's got Weber, so it's a tough test. But if she can get this win, then she's going to kind of uh, launch herself into that top tier. Uh, we'll see with CJ Anderson. Some weeks he looks like he's a world beater, and other weeks he looks like, you know, he's barely relevant. He is getting that snap percentage that he's looking for. You know, he's on he's on the field like 60% of the time. Um, but this week he plays Carolina, uh, and Jamal Charles has been playing really well. So we'll see. 
But uh, number three, and uh, it's kind of crazy that this team is number three. Uh, I actually had them number one. It's the undefeated team. It's Steve, the Washington Fail Suns. Um, and, you know, maybe this, the ranking is a little swayed by the fact that Steve refuses to rank himself. And Steve, he did win last week. He scored 132 points. But if you look at the performance, it's a little bit disconcerting. Uh, he got like 70-something points from his two Vikings, and and the rest of his team really didn't do a whole lot. Ezekiel Elliott did what he needed to. He got a touchdown late to make his, his day like uh, one that you can be happy with. But there are some concerning things. Travis Kelsey had one catch. Uh, so it'll be interesting now that he has moved on from Cam Newton to Dak Prescott to see if this is the week that his his team really asserts itself and gets to that like 140, 150-point level. Um, but at 3-0, and it's tough to argue with. Uh, he's got Trevor this week, and we'll see how that goes. But number two, and I, I could see an argument for this team as well being number one. I had him number two. Others disagree. But at number two, we've got Weber, and he's scored the most points in the league for two weeks straight uh, after having an abysmal week one. Todd Gurley looks like, you know, a 2015 Todd Gurley. He looks like one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, if the Rams offense is for real, then Weber, you know, we could see this kind of success all year. Uh, but it's possible that they've just been facing really easy opponents. Uh, but like I mentioned, Weber's got Marissa this week. It'll be a tough test. Uh, but if he can go three and one, you know, he might be number one this week and number one, I lost this week, but people continue to vote me number one. I get it, uh, but I kind of I'm kind of seeing my a downward projection for my team, especially after Jay Ajayi had an abysmal week last week. If he can't get it done against the Saints, then I think it might be a bit of a panic time for my team, and I might have to look elsewhere. Uh, for running back points. Anyway, those are the power rankings for the week, and I'm going to uh, flip it to past Keith for when I interviewed Weber. Um, So brace yourself. All right. Welcome, Weber. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, I am drunk. I got back from a uh, work outing, a happy hour, so I don't know how this podcast is going to go, so you may have to carry the load here. I was a little curious why when I texted you at 8 o'clock, you said you were just getting out of work, so I guess that makes a lot more sense that you weren't sitting behind a desk until 8 o'clock at night. No, yeah, this is uh, sitting behind a bar instead, Um, but... The podcast has to come out on Thursday. It's Wednesday night. I figured I'd bring you on here because you got some shade thrown your way by both Tim and your lovely sister. I want to give you a platform to defend yourself. Well, I guess if I have to defend myself, I'm going to need a little more specifics as to what shade was thrown and when. Did you not listen to the podcast last week? I listen, but I'm I'm just curious exactly what uh what All exact right. statements so, you want so me to defend. Against. Let's start. Let's start with your sister. 
Um, I asked her who she would boot out of our league if she could, and she named you. She accused you of many of the things that she gets accused of herself. Uh, she says that you and her use the same tactics and you get more respect and she gets none. She, you know, you both sit on your quarterbacks every year. You sit on your, your good running backs. And then even if your drafts don't go very well, you still have a competitive team. Um, I mean, some of that I disagree with some of that. I actually do agree with, uh, we'll start with what I agree with. Um, the statement that I sit on my QB year after year, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I have done that for how, many years. How long have you had uh, Drew Brees? I've had Drew Brees since the beginning, I think, or at least since near the beginning, maybe year one or two at the latest. Uh, and Wait. it's worked out quite well for me. And, and I mean, to be honest, it, if the league hasn't made rules against it, you know, why should I stop? So you think it is fair that you could just get to sit on one of the most consistent players in all of fantasy for 10 years? Um, well, I think we've all had the, the same opportunity to sit on players. And, you know, for me, it was just lucky enough to be a quarterback who's been as successful as he has been for quite a, uh, some time now. Yeah, and lucky for me, I get to sit on Brandon Lloyd for 10 years. Um, okay. So you're, you're saying fine. D might be right. Um, Do you think you get more respect than she does in this league? Oh yeah, I absolutely do. Well, you know, uh, to be honest, yes and no. Um, I think I take the heat as it comes and I'm just willing to, you know, let it roll off my back. D might take it a little more personally cause she's, you know, she's a woman in this world she's got a little bit more to prove and, She's kind of on the outside of this group of people. So if she's going to be successful, it's going to have to be at the expense of someone else in this group. All right. Well, I will say what I told her, and I definitely respect her more than I respect you. You know, she's won the championship. You've never won the championship for one. I have definitely, I have not won a champion. I've come in second. I've, uh, consistently been at the top of this league but i've never come away with the well, win consistently and that might be the, a combination the last couple of years you have I, not been at the top of this league the last couple of years all right well you know and I've i'm not been, one to talk i've never made the playoffs so i shouldn't even i shouldn't throw stones there um how important is it to you that you uh make the playoffs this year i, I think i like to aim to hit the playoffs every year. I think if you look back at my track record, I've been in the top half of the league yeah, for keep most that. of the years that we've all been right, playing. Right. But I I haven't been in the championship uh, matchup except for once. So um, I think a lot of it comes down to, to luck and just how, you know, how many players are playing in that final week or those final couple of weeks and uh, how you deal with injuries and, well, we no longer use week 17 as a championship, which is a good thing because you won't have as many players sat. Um, if you had to predict your team, where you finish, regular season, and then how you're going to do in the playoffs, if you make them right now, what are you thinking? Well, looking at my schedule coming up, I have some really tough weeks coming up. I play some of the 
what I would consider some of the toughest teams in the next six weeks. And then my schedule is, you know, as it stands right now and with the depth chart as it stands right now, it gets a little bit easier towards the end. I would safely say that I'm an outside playoff contender. I might come in, you know, fourth or fifth. Um, you know, whether that means, you know, eight wins or 10 wins, uh, I'm not sure. I I'd expect to get, you know, at least four to six losses somewhere in there. All right. And, uh, do you think this is the year? Are you winning the championship this year? Um, as it stands right now, no, but depending on how injuries shake up to people above me and how my team, you know, continues to perform and whether, you know, I hit any significant injuries on the way, I I think I, I have an outside shot, but I wouldn't say that I'm like, yeah, right. slated to win it this well, year. Well, then I'm going to make know. you pick the champion. If it's not you, who is it? If it's not me, and this is this is probably the nicest thing that I'll ever say to you, is I, I think your team has, uh, you know, like it. barring any big injuries, a very good chance of uh, getting the like final it, two Weber. or three. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like you predicting my team. I just I'm coming off a loss. I feel like I'm destined to be under 500 somehow yeah under 500 i doubt that let me but, be you know, dramatic I be surprised to see some <laughs> i'll let you do that so if i'm taking you off the list then then my next best chance is stan just based on the difficulty of his Ooh. schedule Ooh. i mean i don't think his team is the best but i think he's facing some of the fo- softer opponents consistently throughout this schedule and i think that gives him a leg up yeah, he's a proud boy, that's for sure. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that, that plays out. Uh, but I I I see us. You've mentioned the three teams that I see as at the top of the power rankings right now. Uh, I I went through those uh earlier in the podcast. Um but this is actually being recorded before I record that, so whatever. Um so you 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 address some of the shade thrown by your sister let's let's talk about tim because you and tim have an interesting relationship this year uh can you can you kind of break down when your relationship broke down Uh, i wouldn't say it broke down i think things just got interesting and there's been a lot of he said she said and i think a lot of people were in my year as well as tim's ears I wouldn't say that I have any animosity towards Tim, but I will say that some of his behavior this season has sent up some red flags. All right, um, let's hear some of I that think, behavior. So so if I was going to start at the beginning, I think the the first item that kind of put him on my radar was uh, a trade offer he sent me, and I'm not going to get into the details. It was Tyrod um, Taylor but, for Devontae Parker. Oh, okay, so th- that's the trade offer. And and I understand, you know, the, the idea of sending out a feeler trade offer, you know, just to see how interested people are. But my history in this league has told me that if it doesn't seem like a fair trade right off the bat, it, it's almost like an insult. Like, oh, I think I can get away with something here. And that was kind of the feeling I was getting here where, you know, his argument being that Tyrod Taylor's a top 15 quarterback. Well, if I start talking about top 15 at running back or tight end and I'm talking about 14 or 15 on that list – I mean, those aren't guys that are being started by most of our peop- our players in this 12-person league. Yeah, and uh, when he's starting, so, aiming for somebody who's on my starting roster, um, 
and the quarterback he's offering me isn't as good as my backup, let alone my starter. All right. Uh, so it just seems kind of like an insult. Disagree. Tyra Taylor is definitely better than Jay Cutler. Uh, but I think you're leaving off the fact that you told me that you thought Drew Brees was done. You know, I think I told that to Tim. Tim decided to make a trade offer. Maybe it wasn't the fairest trade offer, but I think I think you took it a little personally. Uh, I think you both need well, to kind of let bygones a, be bygones there. Let's take a step back here. So so the, the comment about Drew Brees being done, I think, was part of a larger conversation about our keeper changes for next year. And the increased cost, uh, you know, which is fair for oh, me to keep Breeze. You just and you suggesting that he was going to be a very high pick next year, and me considering in retrospect that you know maybe when the time comes that I'm done with Breeze. If, uh, you know that's what needs to be for my team to be successful moving forward. I'm not sure I'm buying it. You literally asked Steve today when you would have to keep Breeze, and he sent that email like I. I think you just wanted to be offended. I think you wanted to say "fuck you, Tim," uh, and then you and then you go saying things like his opinion is mud, and you're making fun of him for being in last place when he's had a lot of bad luck and you've had a lot of good luck. I just I want to, as someone who has well, one of the better teams in the league, I just want to see you be the bigger person here. Well, let's get into that a little bit more. You know, the whole uh, his opinion is mud. Was was more around the idea. He came on your podcast and he started telling the eleven teams above him in the standings right now how to fix their lineups, and I felt that was a bit condescending from a person who's in dead last. You know, he's just to trying to help. Like, get rid of people. He's just trying it to help. It sounded to me a little bit like a ploy for him to improve his team with some of these people. Oh, so you think he's he, asking people to cut? You think he's telling people who to cut so he can pick them up? Well, I think at this point, any improvement to his team might improve him from last place. Isn't he in 11th place at this point, or is he in last still? Well, well at the, the time of him coming on and telling us who to cut, he was in right. last he place. Might now still he, be he in has last. moved up to 11th. Let me, yeah, he might still be in last. Be that as it He's may. He's in 11th. I don't think he was doing that as a way uh, to improve his team, um, but... I get it. I get it. I just, again, Weber, as someone who has one of the better teams in the league, I feel like you need to be the bigger person here. You need to let bygones be bygones and focus your your energies elsewhere. Can you... So, continuing on with my list of grievances against him, because I'm not quite done yet. Okay, okay. The, the last one is early on he came on and he put me really low in the um, in the power rankings, and I felt like it was a personal dig because my team's been consistently cons- successful. And I mean, I, I have a good lineup of quarterback, running backs, definitely some questionable wide receivers, and a pretty much non-existent tight end. All right, and, so, I, and I admit to that. All right, so here here's a couple things. One. You had like the second least amount of points week one or third least. You didn't score 90 points. Two, Todd Gurley in 2016 was fucking terrible. You know, so how were we supposed to know if that Todd Gurley was going to be the second best player in fantasy? And three, you can't take power rankings personally. They're all about who's on your team, not who the manager is. Absolutely. 
And, and I agree with that. And if it were just the power rankings, I could live with that. But when the power rankings are part of a larger series of attacks from Tim, I take it a little bit personally. All right. All right. But still, okay. So let's, let's assume that everything you're saying is correct. He is personally attacking you. You have every right to be offended. Still, you have the better team. Be the bigger person. Bury the hatchet now because you're not going to have another opportunity. It's going to be good karma for you. I think you should do it. All right. So in the, in the essence of uh, fair play, let's go back to our discussion we had about our power rankings earlier. And I, I ranked him at 11th. Okay. Um, personally, where I think, you know, where I think he belongs, you know, I, I don't think he's the manager of an 11th place power ranking team, but you said, you know, what's this love for Tim? And I said, love, and I ranked him in 11th place, but let's look at the reason why I chose him for 11th place. He has scored only 290 points combined for the first couple of weeks, but he has had 428 points against him. That's more than any other team. So taking that into consideration, he hasn't been super successful as far as getting points, but he has taken the biggest hit of any team. So he's, he's had some monster weeks put up against him, and I think that's one of the things that's holding him back. It's true. I mean, you look at some teams, and they might be 2-1. and one. Like, look at Stevie's team. He's 2-1. and one. He's won two games by scoring less than 100 points. His team fucking sucks. And well, yet again, just like last year, he's above 500. Some teams have, like you said, 400 points scored against them. Some teams have less than 300. So I think it's going to take about six weeks for things to flush out. Uh, but I do want to make a, a bold prediction here. I'm calling Tim's going to be three and three at the end of week six. You know, that's what I'm calling. We'll see if it goes there. Uh, but and he's he's currently o- he's three and oh he's zero and three zero and three zero so and three. So I'm you call- think he's going to win three in a row? He's winning coming three into this straight. Next stretch. He's winning three straight. Uh, he's figured some things out via free agency. He has an easier schedule. There's some bye weeks that really hurt his opponents. Uh, so I could see that happening, uh, and, and it would really throw personally. Things I into hope a he loop. does. You do. It's already. I have nothing personally against him. Okay, so you, you and you and Tim are not the rivals I thought you were. I wouldn't say we are. I've just said you know we've been off to a rough patch. Okay. It's been a very interesting beginning of the season. I, I did come out of the gate very slow, and a like a stinker of a week in week one is very different from a stinker in a week, you know, in eight, week eight or ten when. You know, you've got some wins and some losses yeah. behind you. And, you know, sometimes you just put up a stinker. And it, it definitely stings a lot more coming into week one. You, you didn't set the tone you wanted to. You don't have the feel for your team. It's not the team you thought you drafted. All right. All right. So, so you know, I understand some of his, you know, comments towards my team. All right. So if not Tim, who would you say your biggest rival is in the league? My biggest rival? I think it has to go back to Stevie. I mean... Stevie and I, he, Stevie's, you know, not super successful out of the gate this year. I mean, he is two and one, but he, he got pretty lucky on those. Uh, but we've made some interesting trades over the year that have been, you know, 
sometimes beneficial in his way, sometimes beneficial in my way. Um, but it feels like it's always the barrier that I have to go through to get into the playoffs. He's like my New York Yankees to the Boston Red Sox. Oh, so you you are the Red Sox in this scenario. And, you know, and even though, well, just, you know, that we have to go through each other to get into the playoffs, that kind of thought process. Okay, I get it. Okay, so it's Stevie. Uh, And then last question, if you could boot one person from this league, who would it be? If I could boot one person from this league, uh, just the fact that I have to pick somebody, I, I have to go with, um, you know, the younger McGarry. Ooh, you're booting Devin. I'm booting Devin. I mean, he, he moved the draft this year and then. Oh, he's the one that moved to it at a bar. And it was just quite a strange set of circumstances. And to be honest, my biggest grief with him right now is that there haven't been any folklore stories for me to, you know, enjoy. I know it is, it is disappointing well he's the sick folklore now so i guess that means we don't get any posts and we've traded off for the fail sons manifesto which is super negative it's not as uplifting as the nick folklore Um, i was hoping that that just meant the folklore was going to get a lot more sick which would be really surprising if that was a possibility at this point possibly be sicker all right all right exactly all right I want to I wanna play a game. Uh, Tim and I were very negative on your tight end uh, last week. We really talked shit on Eric Ebron. Uh, so what I want to do is you and I, we're going to draft a team of six tight ends each, and we're going to see whose team scores more in week four. Uh, there will be a punishment. I don't know what it is yet, but I think it's going to revolve around me or you saying something into a microphone that we really don't want to. Um, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to, we're going to snake draft six each. You are going to get first pick. So I'll get second and third. You'll get fourth and fifth, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, both you and I really haven't done a lot of research for this. Uh, but with, without any further ado, I'm going to let you start. All right. So before I take my first pick, I really just want to, just announce my general thought on tight ends. I look at tight ends the way I look at catchers in fantasy baseball, where if you don't have one of the top two or three, just punt it. Like your fourth best tight end often case isn't going to be much different than, you know, your 10th or 11th best tight end. So that was kind of my logic going into the draft this year is if I wasn't going to have one of the big names, I wasn't going to have anybody, you know, worth noting at all. And I will so. say, uh, I do like your pickup this week of Jared Cook. I think he he solidifies your tight end position a little <laughs> bit. He's like the third target in a good offense when they're not playing the Redskins, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, so we'll see how that works out for you. All right. Oakland is uh, is my team to be sneaky good this year, and I'm sure it's many others as well. All right. Um, so with that being said, my number one pick, I'm I'm going to have to go Gronk. I mean, when he's healthy. Ooh, Homer he's, right there. He's, he's a red zone target every week, every play. All right. Uh, so my number one, my number two pick overall, I like this guy. 
I know the Redskins just had a great defensive performance against the Raiders, but they didn't have a great performance against Jared Cook. Uh, I'm taking Travis Kelsey as number two. And then with my number three pick, he's going against the Chargers. Uh, he's had a lot of targets this year. I'm taking Zach Ertz. Ooh, two very good picks. Um, all right. So for so I like I get two now. You get two now. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just gonna go with um, percentages. I'm just gonna play the numbers here. Um, I'm gonna go with Witten out of Dallas. Okay. And I'll go Walker out of Tennessee. Oh, you're taking Delaney Walker, my boy. I wanted him. Okay. All right. So you have Witten and Walker, two W's. Uh, who do I have? Um, so this is going to be – this is this is where it gets tough. Um, I think because I look at Jimmy Graham and he's playing the Colts, but Jimmy Graham hasn't been great this season. Jordan Reed's playing the Chiefs, and they're pretty decent defensively, and I'm not sure that he's going to be playing. Uh, I'm actually going to kind of go out on a limb here. I'm going to take I'm going to take the Claymaker against Atlanta. That, Charles Clay, he's going to be my third pick. And then number four. That was a good pick. That was my next pick if you didn't take him. And I'm going to help you out here. Jimmy Graham is not on my list at all. Jimmy Graham post New Orleans is a non-factor, and he's not in my top fifteen tight ends right, right so now. So I won't take him because you're making that pretty obvious that you're not going to take him either. Um, I am going to take Kyle Rudolph against the Lions, and we'll see how that goes. Maybe Sam Bradford will be the quarterback this this <laughs> week. Maybe not, but Case Keenum had a great game. Uh, so maybe he can hook Kyle Rudolph up. All right. So that those are my. So that's whatever pick that is. Yeah. So you're up. All right. My next pick is going to be. How do you pronounce this? Ingram. It's not Ingram. Yeah. What is it E N G R A M from the New Evan York Giants. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Yep. All right. I'm going to take him, and then I'm going to take. Uh, Fleener from New Orleans because New Orleans has good luck with tight ends. Yeah, I mean, so that's the London game. We'll see how he does with that travel in that early game, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, so I have two picks to to uh, finish off my team. Let's look at this. I'm probably not taking Jimmy Graham either. Uh, let's see. I like Benjamin Watson against Pittsburgh, and then I like Jack Doyle. Mm, no, no. Let me take Jack Doyle back. I'm going to take Ryan Griffin. Uh, of, Griffin is a good pick. Of the Texans. So that's my team. Uh, who's your last pick? All right, my last pick. Well, I guess if um, we're going to stay true to the pickup I made, and I've already made the adjustment to my starting lineup for this week, if I'm playing him in our league, I'm going to play him in this game. I'm going to take Cook in our league as well. All right. In this game as well. All right. So let's let's run this down. You have Gronkowski, uh, Walker, Witten, um, Cook, and then Ingram, and then who's your last guy? I forget. Uh, Fleener. Fleener. All right. And then I have Kelsey, Ertz, Charles Clay, Kyle Rudolph, 
um, Benjamin Watson, and then Ryan Griffin. So let's see. Uh, I don't know what the punishment is yet, but I'll add those points up, and next week I'll come back and say what one of us has to do, and it's probably going to be embarrassing. All right, Weber. You know, I have no shame. I know you don't. Uh, any any last uh, words before I cut this interview? I'm a little surprised. Um, you know, if I've got my soapbox here at the end, I'm a little surprised that you didn't come on here and try to stoke the fire between me and Tim. Because I feel like a lot of this me and Tim animosity is actually coming from you All right. and from Stan. All right, so let me be honest here. I feel like there's been a little too much negativity around the league, uh, particularly with you and Tim. I just want to see – I did want to you know, create some rivalries, but I don't want there to be any like real bitterness. And I feel like that's where you and Tim were getting. I wanted to see you – kind of kiss and make up figuratively um so we'll see we'll see uh i think because you have such a good team and tim has really he's down on his luck i think you guys having a rivalry doesn't even really make sense uh you need to start worrying about me and steve and not worrying about tim I worry about things as I need to worry about them. You know, take one day at a time. All right. Well, why um, don't you worry about your tight end situation? I, I have worried, and I've made I think moves that are going to move me in the right direction. I don't have a elite tight end, but I got a serviceable replacement in the time being, and we'll see how that turns out. All right. All right. All right, Weber. Well, thanks for joining me. Uh, I told your sister last week, good luck on Sunday, but I'm not going to extend you the same courtesy. I hope you lose. Well, what did you skip Thursday last week? Uh, does Thursday really count? Who fucking played? I don't even know. But I guess I'm that brings the, up. The week are you, doesn't start on Sunday. Are you as excited as I am for fucking Jay Ajayi going home and playing in London in Wembley Stadium. He's going to rip the Saints apart. Did, I mean, did you know he's British? Team? I don't want Ajayi to be successful at all. I've got my own Dolphins that I want to be successful. I mean, uh, Devontae Parker and Jay Ajayi can both be successful when they're playing the Saints. That's true. The, the New Orleans Saints tend to let up a lot of points. So right. hopefully... We are both successful this week. All right. I'm going to put you out of your misery and say that uh, this interview is over. All right, Weber. I know that I just prematurely ended that uh, interview segment, but I wanted to bring you back on here to uh, predict this week's matchup. So week number four. Uh, We're just going to run down the list. We're going to start with me because that's how it shows up on Yahoo. I'm playing Stevie this week. Uh, who you got in this matchup? And uh, and I should say you, that Stevie leads seven two all time. Looking at the the Yahoo predictions, I mean, you've got a thirty five point projected lead here. I, I'd be amazed to see Stevie coming out with the win here. So I think you're going to close that gap a little bit. Yeah, well, so Kirk Cousins had 38 points last week, so maybe he's finally figured it out. He is playing Kansas City. Uh, Melvin Gordon has some uh, injury concerns. Brandon Oliver might take away some of his snaps. But Stevie's playing Rashard Matthews, 
and Geronimo Allison. So I'm not feeling too threatened, but I shouldn't get too high and mighty. I'm taking me here as well. And well, Kansas City's always had a really good run defense. So I'd be willing to bet that Kirk Cousins is going to put up a few points in the air this week. Yeah, well, let's see if Terrell Pryor actually has a good game for once. Uh, so far, it looks like you really uh, you, you fucking picked his pocket getting Doug Baldwin for Terrell Pryor. I, I, I would love to see Stevie, you know, win something in that trade because I, I do feel like I fleeced him and it doesn't feel good. He's the one that proposed it. He's the one that said, you know, he thinks Doug Baldwin's going to be crap this year. And to be fair, Doug Baldwin has been crap for two weeks, but last week he had quite the game. Um, he, he had the groin injury, so we'll see how Baldwin does this week, but that doesn't impact this matchup. Uh, next matchup, uh, Steve versus Trevor. Uh, Steve leads 3-0 all time. I'm going to take a, a flyer on this one. I'm going to say Trevor's team uh, is going to take the win here. There, there's going to be some surprises. Wow, upset special. Um, I, I like Russell Wilson in this matchup against Indy. Um, he's got Odell Beckham Jr. coming off a huge week. Um, and, and I'm really liking his tight end in Zach Ertz. So I think he's going to do really well. He also has Willie Sneed coming off of a suspension. So it'll be interesting to see... Uh, where Willie Sneed fits in that New Orleans offense. Maybe Isaiah Crowell can finally have a decent game. Uh, But Minnesota's playing Detroit, and Steve's team kind of lives and dies by Minnesota right now. Steve's finally starting Dak Prescott. Uh, I'm taking Steve here. I want to say Trevor, but I'm taking Steve. All right. So next matchup, we have Galligan versus Tim. Galligan actually leads uh, 4-1 all time. This might be the closest matchup of the week. Um, projected to be very low scoring, but they're within a point right now. So don't um, if don't look past if the I have fact to pick someone. that Galligan is not currently starting a kicker. So Galligan's actually going to be projected to win by like a good seven or eight points. All right, well, to add a little fuel to the fire with me and Tim, I'm going to pick Galligan here. Um, All right, you're taking Galligan. Uh, what what about Galligan's team makes you think he's going to win? He's He's got Antonio Brown, um, you know, arguably one of the best wide receivers. Um, ben Roethlisberger is one of those quarterbacks that I never think really highly of him, but he puts up these amazing weeks, and he's playing Baltimore this week. I think he's going to put up some serious points. So to that, I'll say um, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't do great on the road. Um, It's tough to know if Baltimore has one of the best defenses in the league or one of the worst. I mean, for the first two weeks, they were literally the best defense, and last week they just gave up 44 points to the Jaguars. Uh, I'm actually going to bank on the former, that they're actually a really good defense. I'm going to say Tim sneaks this matchup out. Um, All right, next matchup, uh, Katie versus Devin. Uh, Devin leads 4-3 all time. All right, let me look. All right. I'm going to take Katie. I I think uh, Katie's team, I put a really high on my depth chart. They look really good. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry, on my power rankings. Um, 
Brady had a huge week last week. I, I can't imagine that he's not going to have um, a very good week this week against Carolina. Um, Lee, uh, Leonard Fournette hasn't had like a huge week yet, and I think he's due for one. Yeah, I buy that. I mean, the what Leonard Fournette has is volume. He's getting like 20 carries a game. Uh, he plays the Jets, and the Jets were terrible against the run until they fucking annihilated Jay Ajayi. Uh, let's assume that that was more Jay Ajayi's injury than anything else, so I'll, I'll uh, agree on that. Kelvin uh, uh, Benjamin uh, didn't look great last week. He went out with an injury, so we'll see if he actually plays this week. I don't love a lot of the matchups uh, that Katie's team is facing. Like, I don't love Brady against Carolina. I don't love Tyreek Hill against Washington uh, or even Mike Evans against the Giants or Jaquiz Rogers for that matter. Um, And I do like a lot of the matchups that Devin has, whether it's Jordan Howard versus the Packers or Joe Mixigan. Mixon against the Browns or even Carson Palmer against the 49ers. But Katie's team is just much better than Devin. So I'm going to agree with you there that she's going to take it. All right, next matchup. Your lovely sister versus Sweeney. Uh, who leads all time? Uh, Sweeney leads all time. No, no, sorry. That seemed crazy when I said it. D leads 7-4 all time. I have to take D in this matchup. Um, Aaron Rodgers is projected to get 30 points against Chicago. She's got Jordy Nelson. That pair has just been so successful for her in the past. Um, You know, her running backs may be aging. Um, Her team may qualify for AARP status, but, you know, soon D will as well. So (laughs) I'm just going to have to give it to her and let her have this one. Burn. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say that as well. Like right now, they're actually projected within like three points of each other, but Yahoo uh, thinks that Philip Rivers is going to score twenty four points. Uh, Philip Rivers was terrible last week. It's tough to know which Philip Rivers is going to show up. Uh, Did he end last week positive? Last I checked, he was like negative two or three points, and I just shut the game off. Uh, I forget, but it was it was if it was positive, it was barely positive. Uh, Sweeney needs to look out for Jordan Reed to see if he's actually going to play this week. Um, but I think D's going to get this one. Uh, Sweeney's really struggling to find any sort of consistency in his wide receivers or even his quarterback. Uh, so we both got D here. And finally, we have Marissa versus you. Marissa leads 7-4 all time. Who you got in this So matchup? before... Before we get into that, I just want to take a half step back. Um, Philip Brothers got 0.48 points last week. Wow, so he was positive. He was positive. He was negative for so long. That must be junkyards at the end of the game or something. Um, Looking at this uh, matchup versus me is Marissa. Um, I'm actually really nervous about this matchup, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Marissa in this matchup. her team looks really good. I think they're a force to be reckoned with. She's been successful in the long term. A um, couple of players that I'm really looking out for and really worried about. Le'Veon Bell, he's a former flame of mine. It was hard to see him go. 
I think he's going to have a huge week against Baltimore, and we've been over the Baltimore thing, uh, as well as Demarius Thomas. I think he's due for a monster week. Yeah, and I mean, Trevor Simeon has looked really good, but actually the the receiver in Denver that's looked good is Emmanuel Sanders, and that's surprising, especially coming from me because I hate Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I do think Marissa's kind of like that sleeping dragon that is due to wake up, and that kind of goes with Le'Veon Bell. I personally don't know that, that Le'Veon Bell has his breakout week against Baltimore. I'm kind of feeling like they are for real here and I'm going to take you winning. Uh, I really like particularly uh, Doug Baldwin against Indianapolis. I think he's, he's kind of a guy that takes a few weeks to get going. Uh, I think Todd Gurley is going to have his, a a really good week again this week against Dallas. Uh, and you're going to need that because I think week six forward, he's going to have a rough time because he has some really tough opponents. Uh, but I got you here, even though you're picking against yourself. Uh, so I'm let- just really worried about Doug Baldwin. He left fourth quarter last week. I think Indy's a soft opponent for him. But if he's you know hampered in any way and it's a soft opponent, maybe he doesn't get as many touches and, you know, the Seahawks focus on just getting him back to health. So, and the other thing that has me nervous is uh, Drew Brees against Miami. Miami, I mean, Brees is projected to have 30 points going against Miami. And Miami is one of those defenses that out of nowhere, they just show up in their elite and you never know when that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. They gave up 20 points to the Jets last week. And I know it is supposedly an away game, but it's in London. In London, you know, who do they like? We'll see if they actually show up for J.H.I.E. or not. Uh, so that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, Steve actually has Marissa number one in his power ranking. So I think everyone agrees that Marissa's team has kind of been underperforming right now. And it, it's kind of due to a due to break out. Your team maybe has been overperforming a little bit. So I think this will be a very close matchup. Does Steve have Marissa at number one in his power rankings because he doesn't like sleeping on the couch or because he thinks yeah. she's the top tier player? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Steve likes to pretend that his team is the worst, and when he thinks his team is the worst, then who better to put at number one than his, his lovely wife? Uh, I won't question it. I really do think she has a good team that's just wait, waiting to break out. We'll see with uh, uh, C.J. Anderson. Um, Freaking Jamal Charles has been stealing a couple of his carries. So we'll see where that line, you know, comes out in the wash this week. Uh, We'll see. All right, Weber. Well, thank you for uh, going through those matchups with me. Uh, I already gave you an opportunity to, to get some final words in. So I'm not really going to give you much here. 